Hello, and welcome to the Game On Podcast. My name is Adam Bello. I am the CEO and co-founder of Breakout EDU, but I'm also a father, a serial ed tech entrepreneur, and an advocate for positive change in the classroom. Each episode of the Game On Podcast is going to feature a new voice from someone who's making an amazing impact and helping to pave the way for the future of education. We're going to get to explore their ideas and opinions, as well as learn from those successes and failures from these amazing educational gurus. All right, let's get started. All right, welcome to the Game On Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Bello, and I'm so excited to be joined with an incredible creative force who I'm very grateful to call a friend, the one and only Peter Reynolds. Thanks, Adam. Um, it is wonderful to be using technology to connect the dots. Um, I am on an island off the coast of Italy at the moment, um, and the theme this year is international. And, and of course, we're, celebrating, <laughs> we're going to be celebrating International Dot Day once again this year. And for people who don't know uh, me, a good place to start is a book that I wrote 20 over, well, actually over 20 years ago. It was published 20 years ago, September 15th this year. Um, it, yeah, celebrating 20 years. Wow. And the book is The Dot, originally published by Candlewick Press and in London, uh, Walker Books. Um, and then many, many other publishers around the world. So it's been in, translated into over 25 languages and is also now a musical. And um, there is a, a lovely song by Emily Arrow. So educators out there probably know Emily. She's amazing. She takes pictures awesome. and turns them into songs. And, um, and, and there's an animated film by Scholastic Weston Woods. So even if that's the only thing I did... <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be very hard to be an educator and not bump into the dot. Um, but I have, I've created lots of other books, picture books. And, um, and of course they have also become films. So there are over, I think there are 10 films of mine wow. uh, 10 books that have become films. And, and then there are also some free films online. If you go to um, Reynolds, tlc.org under resources you'll find some goodies that are not books they're and they're they're films independent films that have traveled around the world in film festivals and um uh the uh by the way reynolds tlc is my uh hour i say hour because i'm a twin my twin brother was going to join us paul reynolds who is an amazing human and he's also a, a author and he's an artist too. He hasn't illustrated a book yet, but I'm trying to get him to, cause he is a great artist and he's a great teacher too. And a great human and a great father. And, uh, and also just an amazing person to share the journey with. He's, uh, we work together every day. Um, that's incredible. And, uh, we have a company called Fable Vision. So some people know us through our work through Fable Vision, uh, which is a, uh, interactive studio in Boston, located in Boston. Uh, we focus on creating, helping amazing groups, uh, museums and broadcasters like PBS and um, um, yeah, museums like Smithsonian, um, Jim Henson Productions, helping them scale out their message using storytelling and technology. So we have 30 writers, artists, uh, programmers, musicians, um, in a awesome. Street location. And I always, you know, we love to invite teachers into our studio 
because it's a cool place, but we also say this is a place where we're constantly learning. And it's a really good model for, uh, for educators to say, hey, you know, this is a really cool learning space. And Adam, I know that you have been passionate about this uh, concept about, you know, how do we, how do we engage every learner? How do we make learning happen more often yep. and in a sort of more authentic, natural ways? How do we tap into kids' curiosity? You know, how do we sort of create that environment? You arrange the furniture so it happens, you know, you, um, which includes lighting and, and um, comfy places for kids to curl up. And, you know, whether it's with a computer or a book um, or with their classmates, um, you know, I think we have a lot of work to do. Um, we sure do. Right. In making spaces more innovative. So anyway, that's a little, you know, a little snapshot about what, what, I do and what we do. And That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so glad to have, you know, met you along my journey in this space and Paul as well. And I've met your sister, Jane. I haven't met mom yet, but I know about mom. So I feel like, you know, when you say good humans all around and the messages that you, you know, are, are sharing via your books and all other projects are just so important. And I uh, latched onto them personally as a parent you know, your, your work has been, and, and Paul's work as well, has been, you know, a staple in our home as our kids have grown. And so, you know, I'm sure listeners know you from the classroom, but also as parents, hopefully as well. Um, it's actually, yeah. it's an honor to be in, um, in classrooms with teachers. I know that they've, they've really activated um, my, my books, Paul's books as well and the films and, and then also parents, you know, being able to, you know, to be on your bookshelf, you know, um, being on, on parents bookshelf with their, and I say parents, right? Because I mean, it's the kid's bookshelf, but it's hopefully you're sharing your yep. books all together. <laughs> and, uh, so it's the family bookshelf. So I'm very honored to be on, on many bookshelves around the world. Well, we'll kick it up. I have uh, a couple questions for you. Our level one question here, you know, play is super important for us at Breakout EDU. I'd love to ask you, what was your favorite game to play as a kid? And it doesn't have to be, obviously, a video game or anything like that, but uh, what were you guys into? Yes, well, having been born in 1961 with my twin brother, Paul, um, <laughs> I mean, I, I was automatically born with someone to play with, and, you know, we were never bored. You know, I had my best friend um, with me from the get-go. And speaking of go... Um, from the get-go, um, uh, Go, the, do you, know, you know the um, the board sure. Go? I think it might be the oldest game on record that's still being played actively. And uh, if you haven't checked out Go, it's it's a it's a board game um, with uh, black and white little stones or pieces, and it, yep. that kept us busy for many 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 um, hours. Discovered. Um, uh, uh, well, paper and pencil. So we, I mean, we started drawing, which is a form of playing. I like to remind people that, that for sure that art supplies are it. That's a toolbox, right? That's a play, a sandbox. And early on, we discovered a really cool game called the Squiggle Game. And the Squiggle Game, many of you probably have played it. You 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 draw a squiggle and you give it to your friend, and they give you a squiggle, and then you use your imagination to create that squiggle into something. And 
uh, I can't tell you how many hours we logged in doing that game. And I think that that kind of mental aerobics was really uh, foundational for both Paul and myself. Being able to see something, um, uh, you know, start with a thread and, and weave a tapestry. It's pretty cool. One of my family's favorites. I know as a kid, I used to play that as well. And now my kids, they're definitely drawn more to the uh, technology, but my, my son has been drawing on his iPad almost nonstop. And that's what he's doing. I'm always like, why are you on your iPad? He's like, oh no, I'm creating, I'm doing, I'm in Procreate doing whatever. That is great. I was like, all right. That is great. <laughs> yeah, my, I have a 12-year-old son, Henry Rocket Reynolds, and he's, uh, of course, he's big on gaming. I mean, he loves, he loves Roblox. All those games, and um, sure, uh, he's. Uh, but he also he loves he loves reading. Fortunately, he's a big fan, and he doesn't like reading on his iPad, which I've shown him how to do it. And yep. he just prefers the book, which is which is kind of a lovely thing. I know you and I both love technology, um, and it helps us do what we do. But yeah, I think that's one of the delightful. Um, trends that I've seen is that kids, this next generation still, that, that there's something about the book that still works. And oh yeah, um, Paul and I also own a bookstore in our hometown, partly because we didn't have one. We looked around 20 years ago and I, I was, of course, having written a book. I'm like, hey, I want to see my book on this book. <laughs> Where is the local bookstore? We didn't have one. So we opened up a bookstore. And um, so I placed one book and then two books and then three books. And now, now I think there are over 75 books with my name on them, maybe more. I don't wow. Know. There's a checklist somewhere, but we have, that's awesome. In our hometown, we have a delightful bookstore called the blue bunny. And I know many of um, your listeners um, have ventured to our shop. People make a little pilgrimage. If you're coming to Boston, the blue carpet is rolled out. And uh, it's a delightful little New England downtown with an old movie theater and an ice cream shop and, and, and a bookstore, which also has a coffee shop. So we, um, Paul and I meet there uh, in the morning. We have our coffee in the morning and, um, uh, and then people wander in and we have marvelous conversations with, with um, educators and, and, families it's and, and meet you know meet kids it's really it's yep. wonderful so you're all invited and you should go i mean i will tell you not not a plug here but we went several years ago and i know every time we bump into each other i always remind you like you had come over i think you were in the studio across the street and um you came over and talked to the kids and i remember you told my my sons who were i think maybe eight and five at the time mm-hmm which ages us quite a bit because the older one turned 15 yesterday. Um, <laughs> but uh, you, you said my favorite book is this one. And you handed them one of the books you sold, which was a blank. And you said, because it could be anything you want. The blank. And it just, you know, the, the educator father melted. I was like, oh my gosh, that's perfect. <laughs> that, is, that is our most popular book, probably because um, Shell from the Rooftops about that. Um, because we uh, it was great. our bookshelves are filled with all the books that we grew up with, all the classics, and then there's some really, really fine books coming out every month. I'm really, really amazing, and some some challenging books too. I mean, picture books that really make you think, and they're yep. telling stories of that need to be told that haven't been told. 
We also have blank books. And those, to me, are even more powerful because it is that invitation to have the reader be invited to share their voice with the world. So, um, Absolutely. So, yeah. And so if you don't have a blank book, you just grab a blank sheet of paper. I always tell people you don't need that. <laughs> don't need the official blank book. Just grab a piece of paper and start, start taking what's in your head and put it down on paper. So you don't forget, please do not forget your brilliant ideas. People. That is one of the reasons why I tell, I'm like, why do we go to school? So we can learn how to read and write and, uh, and to remember, right? Just jot them down. And if you can't, you don't have time to write it down, make a little drawing because drawings, right? Drawings are worth a thousand words. So pretty efficient way to get your ideas down. I love it. Well, speaking of remembering, I want to go to our level two question, which is about kind of your history, right? It's, it's, it's looking, everyone has an origin story and you know, you've had such an amazing career. You've touched on so many things that you've been a part of. Where did this all start? Like where did the path to becoming Peter Reynolds, the author, the creator, and where did that start? Um, well, I mean, we're, our parents are, dad was born in Argentina. Mom was born in, in England. Um, uh, one of her grandparents was from Scotland. Another one was from New Zealand. Um, Paul and I were born in Canada. We eventually <laughs> all, we made it to United States, to the Boston area. And we made a home in Chelmsford, Massachusetts. And we kind of had that, you know, United Nations feel in our house. We had, you know, foreign guests coming and staying with us. Um, the dinner table was a really important part Um you know, telling stories around that table, our parents sharing history, um, you know, both survived World War II and shared some pretty amazing stories. And um, my mother, crazy for books. My father was crazy for making bookshelves. He liked woodworking when he wasn't being a, 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 an accountant. Um, and, um, but we had, so we had a house full of books, full of stories. And, and full of play as well. We're big fans of play. And one of our f uh, really first toys we ever got were marionettes, um, Pelham puppets. Oh, cool. um, and we, uh, we loved our puppets. And of course, puppets do not come, at least the old fashioned ones didn't come with a <laughs> chip built in with, with sound. <laughs> you actually had to supply the story for your puppets. Um, so, and then we, we met these two slightly eccentric British kids who lived on our street, Philip and Eric Stanway. And the Stanway brothers and the Reynolds brothers teamed up and we formed SR Publishing and uh, uh, SR Productions. So we, we made our own comic books, our own films, our own That's awesome. review magazine. Um, and, you know, it was kind of, it was, that was, you know, having mentors that were our same age that were just passionate about something. And, you know, there were no courses, there was nothing online. I and mean, we would just have to kind of figure it out. And, and you'd take a few things that you've seen. It's like, okay, we saw, you know, we, you know, we had seen movies and we're like, we can make movies. So just picked up a camera <laughs> and started making them. And then we, fortunately we also bumped into amazing teachers in high school, uh, junior high and high school who became mentors and I often talk about a math teacher who, um, you know, noticed I like to draw more than pay attention to him in class. And he challenged me to teach math using story. And so I wrote a story uh, and I story, well, I created a comic book and he said, um, 
well, this is also called a storyboard. How would you like to make an animated film? So he introduced me to Jim Morrow up at the high school who actually knew how to make animated films. So I uh, was introduced not only to Jim, but his wife, Jean Morrow, who was the media teacher at the high school. The two of them were not only filmmakers, but they were grown-up kids. They, they collected comic books. They went to sci-fi conventions. They were silly. They were fun. They played games. They made their own board games, interestingly enough. And That's so, incredible. You know, those were, so we had our, our eccentric British friend uh, of our same age, and then we had th- these amazing teachers who really um, showed us what it is to be passionate about something and, and, um, and also to, to, to stay young, you know, to, you, you don't have to get serious and put your toys away. You can kind of, you bring them along with, with you. And, uh, so they, they were phenomenal mentors, um, for us. And, uh, you know, because of those connections, I met my very first, uh, employer who was a teacher who was starting his own software company back in 1982, um, Tom Snyder. And if people don't know Tom Snyder, they should. He, to me, is one of the legends. Um, He was uh, and still is. He's an amazing human being. Um, And I just recently dedicated a book to him. Um, Oh, really? That's awesome. It's it's, dedications of books are a nice way to say thank you. Um, But he he was a teacher in Cambridge doing really cool stuff in his classroom. And he discovered that a computer could help manage the chaos that a really good classroom simulation creates. And it remembers where you were on Friday before um, the long weekend. And um, and so he knew where the power of the computer was helpful and where the power of the teacher was was still integral. And then also how um, technology could actually invite kids to talk to each other and to collaborate with each other, which I know, Adam, that's sort of your, one of your, your cornerstones, right? Is yeah, that's, creating a situation uh, <laughs> where people collaborate and, and problem solve. Together. Exactly. <clears throat> so, um, uh, so I met Tom and he, with, we had lunch. He gave me a, he pulled a dollar out of his wallet and he said, I will pay you a dollar more than the ad agency, which I had just been, you know, I had done an internship, didn't really want to oh, wow. go into advertising, but he, um, so here's this really cool teacher that looked like John Lennon um, doing cool stuff in his classroom. <clears throat> and he said, I'll pay you a dollar more, which believe me, it wasn't much. <laughs> it was um, peanuts, but it was, um, it meant a lot to me that he said, I believe in you. And uh, he even said, I'm not sure what I want you. I don't, I'm not sure what you're going to be doing for me, but I just need you, feel like you need to be a part of this mission this journey. Yeah, that's awesome. And so I teamed up with him and then spent 12 years with this amazing master teacher being going into the classroom using technology. This is back in back in the early days in the 80s yep. and 90s <laughs> and just seeing the the impact that technology could have um and yet not forgetting great teaching and great learning and great yeah. humans, right? How how humans need each other. So um, so all that was very formational. So any, all the stuff that you, you know, my books and my films, um, <clears throat> and the activities, they were all, um, they were all really were, um, a reflection of that, 
really kind of rich tapestry that that um, was my the, the early days. Yeah, that's why. I mean, it's amazing. I feel like it's always when I talk to people about this, when they ask about like, where did you start? There's always that moment of inspiration, whether it be family and parents that provide that launch pad to be like, hey, let's, you know, nurture these skills and, and I'll give you the breath and bandwidth to be able to explore and, and become who you are. Mm-hmm. And then those foundational teachers like that, you know, I didn't know about the Tom Schneider thing. I, I, I know him through a former professor that worked on him with fast math. Mm. Year, and this is obviously now going back 20 something years as well, but um, that's really cool. Yeah. He's, he's uh, you, you definitely need to invite him for a podcast. He's, he's got some good stories to tell. Really, I'm sure the most amazing humans I've met along the journey. So, um, and that's, what's fun about this, um, sort of informal education spaces, especially, I mean, there's formal education and there's public education, which, you know, I think we as a country need to, um, uh, figure out how do we allow, how do we support innovation in public education? Cause in public, you know, private schools, um, they, they're, you know, better resourced and, um, they also know the value of things like, you know, going to a museum and having good speakers and having the right tools. But in public education, we really need to work on funding and policy that allows, um, you know, every, every citizen a chance to experience, um, you know, uh, you know, stellar education. Um, and stellar is, I mean, for me, it's, it's encouraging kids to reach for the stars and give them the, you know, the shoulder, um, the, the encouragement to, to say, yeah, you can, you can, you can do this. And, but you have to tell us who you are. That's one of my big, my big, my favorite questions is who are you and who, who are you becoming? Who would you like to become? And, you know, if you, the more you tell me, you know, I'll be able to find the right book. I'll be able to maybe hopefully find the right mentor, um, the right experience. Um, and, uh, again, hopefully, I mean, I keep bumping into these amazing human beings. And that's why, you know, podcasts like this are great because the message gets out there and it's just wonderful how the message gets to the right ear and the right brain. And then people, you know, will connect the dots and, uh, keep, keep things rolling. And, uh, you know, I, I love creative partnerships. And uh, so hopefully people who are listening now, let's make this just, um, you know, one of the many dots that we will be connecting together. And if you come, I love that. Come to our hometown of Dedham, Massachusetts, just 20 minutes south of Boston. Not only will you be able to come visit our bookstore, but soon um, we're going to be opening up TLC Studios, which is a hands-on interactive um, learning space for all ages with a special submission to help teachers recharge their creative batteries. Cause it's, it's not, it's not an easy job to be a teacher. No. <laughs> and these, these past couple of years have been tough. Um, so we're really, we're focusing on really helping teachers uh, realize that they have an amazing voice and they're creative humans and they need to take care of th- those, the, their own creative batteries as well. Yeah, I love that. And I saw some of the uh, early artwork or concepts for the space. It looks incredible. Thank you. So I will 
definitely be taking a second pilgrimage <laughs> once you guys are up and running. Yeah, it should be by the end of the year. Um, it, the oh, that's incredible. happening as we speak. So um, that's awesome. It's going to be a really cool space. Well, obviously, that's something you're super passionate about right now. And I feel like we kind of covered some of the other questions I would have asked you. But I feel like it's, you know, with the Date anniversary coming up and talking about the celebration, which I know at Breakout here, we've done a couple of games in partnership with you, which is awesome. Um, we have another one coming out to celebrate this year for Date as well. And um, yeah, I mean, what is it looking back on 15 years, right? 15 years of Date? That's right. 15 years. That's unbelievable. Right. I feel like, you know, the book has a life just completely outside of just the novel itself. And that story just permeates to so many kids, which just must feel incredible. It is, it's, it is pretty amazing because, I mean, I can remember the exact moment when that pen hit the paper and I actually fell asleep. It was, I, <laughs> it was midnight. Um, and it must have been 2001, uh, two, let's see, 2001? Yeah, two, that's sort of cool. <laughs> 2001, um, a dot odyssey. Um, I put my pen to paper, fell asleep. And when I woke up there, the, I had been sleeping, I'm guessing about an hour based on the amount of ink that had flowed out of my pen. <clears throat> and what got left behind was this big dot. And I just kind of tossed it to one side, turned off the light. And um, went to sleep. When I woke up in the morning, there on my floor was the journal, and there was this big dot. And so I picked up the mark, awesome. and I wrote the dot by Peter H. Reynolds. And I said, you know, that's it's kind of a good lesson, you know, that these things that we think might be mistakes could be one of the best ideas you've ever had. And so that little dot became the dot book, which then became... Um, uh, a great teaching tool for teachers talking about confidence, you know, cause it is certainly about art, but it's more than that. It's, it's creative disposition. It's problem solving. It's, uh, um, it's kindness, um, and, uh, creative thinking in general. And so teachers found it and really activated the book in classrooms. And one teacher in particular, Terry Shea, uh, from Iowa, he, he took the dot and just ran with it. And, um, uh, and turn it into a, a, a day of celebration of creativity and also the whole concept of, you know, what does it mean to make your mark and have, have impact? <clears throat> and teachers, they just got it immediately. Didn't really have to do much explaining. It's just like, all right, we're going we're gonna to celebrate creativity. We'll read the dot. We'll make dots. We'll create a gallery. We'll do a community gallery. <clears throat> we'll add music. We'll add food. Um, and it became... Um, well, very quickly, we realized that there were, you know, people in Poland, in Greece, in Japan, you know, around the world celebrating. And so it became International Dot Day. And uh, um, yeah, so here we are, 15, celebrating 15 years. And I think we've, I've, uh, last year it was over 190 countries celebrating. Wow. And um, over 26 million Dots made. <laughs> I think that's if you visit I love it. international.day.org, you will get uh, all the information. There's free resources, and, um, and we encourage people to register. There are people who don't register, uh, which is fine, <clears throat> but we like people to register because it's just fun to see where everybody's celebrating and, and how they're celebrating as well. Um, yeah. 
it's an incredible, an incredible story. It's an incredible spread. And I feel like, you know, as I said, we're excited to have some breakout EDU games to go along with it. But what else is going on this year? I think you guys have a big event on the 15th as well. Yeah, we're going to do, last year we were in New York City, and then for the anniversary of the Dot book, we thought we'd bring it back to our hometown of Boston, Mass. So Museum of Fine Arts um, has uh, signed on as a partner, so they're going to be doing a uh, full-day festival of International That's Dot That's so day. cool. And they've given us the front lawn, so we'll have tents, and we'll be reading, I'll be there reading books and signing books, and <clears throat> I think we might be showing the film, Dot film, and oh very cool um so all sorts of fun i think that is on the 9th september 9th and um and then on the 15th we'll be doing a live uh cast from the schubert theater in boston one of the oldest theaters in boston really gorgeous theater part of the box center in boston and we'll be we'll be uh on stage my twin brother and i and some special guests. <clears throat> and I believe there's going to be a birthday cake. That's what I heard. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> there'll be cake. That's all you need to know. Yeah. So we'll be celebrating not only International Dot Day, but we'll be celebrating the, the 20th anniversary of, of the Dot book. And uh, that's awesome. So if, and that's a free event. So if anybody is in the Boston area, <clears throat> or if you want to make a road trip, Come on up down to Boston. Boston's a pretty awesome place. It gets better and better every year, I have to say. So that's a, that's really great. Um, you shared so much of your story, and I really, you know, so appreciate it. Just amazed at all the impact you've had. And again, I, I see that on a micro scale in my own kids, and I see that obviously as a macro level in terms of the education space and the ed tech space at large. But Going back to you, I feel like you touched on Tom Schneider. You talked on those relationships that you've had through your career. Is there one piece of advice that you want to share with listeners that is a piece of advice you've gotten or something that you've learned over the way that you'd like to share from yourself? Well, I, you know, I, I encourage people to take care of their own creativity um, and show kids uh, be, be a model for kids, right? We, I'm, I have children, I have a daughter and a son, and the, um, I know one of the best ways to teach them is to actually show them that I like these things that I ask them, you know, to be or do. And, you know, if I want them to be a reader, I need to show them that I love books. So I have many, many bookshelves in my, in my, um, in my studio, in my home. And, I have, and they actually see me reading my books and they also see me drawing, which, you know, I'm going to encourage grownups out there just to try to draw a little bit more than you're used to with kids. I see that for, you know, a lot of humans, um, drawing kind of tapers off around fifth and sixth grade. And by, you know, junior high and high school, a lot of, a lot of humans have decided, you know, I can't draw. And that just drives me crazy. It's like hearing someone say, I can't read, right? What would be the appropriate response if someone said, I can't read? Wouldn't, don't you feel in your heart, you're like, well, you know, you're gonna, you'd love it. <laughs> you know, if we can get you there and I, maybe yeah. I can get you there, maybe I'll get you the right book. Or if someone says, I can't do math or, you know, I can't swim or whatever it is, the I can't. Um, 
And so if yep. we, you know, if we show kids that drawing um, is, uh, and, you know, it can be a doodle, it could be a flower, it could be a peace sign, it can be, um, yep. it, it can just be, yeah, just a little swirly doodle or dot, it could be a dot. Um, I think that's powerful and shows kids that, um, that you can. And it's also a very um, powerful mental wellness tool to express, you know, what's inside here. Because a lot of problems come when yep. you, when we, as as a <laughs> entire world, bottle things up, and we don't express. Um, and uh, so, the more we can practice that, um, and there are a lot of some great recent studies. Fortunately, creativity is actually being studied hard now and realize yep. know, people are realizing that creativity actually is an incredibly powerful tool. It is not an extra. It's not just the art class, at, you know, 10 o'clock on Thursdays. It, it really is a tool that you can use not only across the curriculum, but also in your, in your life, the way you live your life, the way that you um, have relationships. Um, creativity is flexibility. It's being able to see things from different points of view it's understanding, it's generosity. There's some really lovely things that we humans can be. And I wrote a book called Be You. And uh, I'm yeah. slightly biased in, in this book. I try to encourage people to be, to be amazing, be amazing humans and uh, activate your true potential. And, you know, a lot of us, I think we defer sometime, you know, oh, we're kind of busy. I'm busy. I'm, I'll get to that poem later or I'll get to my photography later or I'll you know, that story that's in my head, I'll, you know, at some point in time, I'll write it down. Well, make time, make time for yourself, carve out time because you deserve it. And you may change the world with your idea. And say thank you enough for being so generous with your time and not only for changing the world, but with the ideas that you get to share, but also the, uh, the way in which you do it is just so inspiring. Well, Thank you, Adam. This is so, an absolute delight. We should do this again soon. Um, I uh, bring you lots of good Mediterranean vibes from my undisclosed location here. <laughs> Thank you. And um, so I try to make time for myself to carve out, yeah, my thinking time, creative time. And I'm working on some cool new projects, which I'll we'll have to get back together again. And um, and oh, let's, uh, you know, I'm always ready. <laughs> yeah. So I think I got inspired by seeing the dot hit the, the stage. It's touring um, the country right now. Theater Works USA uh, out of That's New so York cool. is, uh, has produced a one hour fantastic musical. Um, so if it's in your neighborhood, check it out. Um, it'll be uh, crisscrossing the country for two years. But that inspired me to take what I'm doing and then think of other platforms. So right now I'm working on, um, on eight, two television projects that I can't oh, say wow. too much about right now because they're in development, but, um, just let's say it's a lot of fun and, uh, has lots to do with creativity and making this world a better place. So, um, Adam, thank you. Amazing. Thank you for all you do to inspire teachers and kids and families, all that good positive energy uh, is much needed in this world. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much, Peter. We'll talk soon. Sounds good. All, all right. right. Until the next time, everyone. Game on.